Welcome to the Blind Stigma Podcast with your hosts, Stacey Ann Buchanan and Dr. Natasha Williams. This podcast aims to provide a safe space that explores mental health within the Black community, breaks down the stigmas attached while taking back our narratives. Welcome to the Blind Stigma Podcast. Yes. We are your hosts. I'm Dr. Natasha Williams. And I'm Stacey M. Buchanan. Thank you so much, so much for joining us. So we've got a special edition today. It's a very special edition. It's like a where are they now kind of yes. <laughs> kind of edition. So. And but this is special. I mean, they're all everybody's special, but this is featuring <laughs> us. Right. So we have to talk about the Blind Stigma documentary yes it has been six years yes i can't believe it has been six years so do you want to give just a little bit of background for people who don't know too much about the documentary because i mean listen this was groundbreaking so sure Uh, natasha is really bigging me up right now now. (laughs) and i'm taking my flowers thank you queen thank you um, so this documentary, Mental Health in the Black Community, The Blind Stigma, Mental Health in the Black Community, I decided to do this documentary because I myself struggled with depression and suicidal ideation. And so I wanted to find an outlet. I didn't have an outlet to talk about it. And so I realized and I figured I may not, I must not be the only person <laughs> right. that is going through this, the only black person. So I decided to create this little documentary, or so I thought, because, you know, you ever see this meme on Instagram, Natasha, where it's like, this is your plan. It's like a little blueprint. Yes. Versus God's plan. Right. And it's like this huge blueprint of a mansion. And it's just like, exactly. That's how this documentary is, because in my mind, I'm doing I'm doing what God told me to do. Right. And I'm doing this little small thing, but I had no idea that this little small thing in my mind will blow up to this really big thing. And what we have to realize is that, first of all, mental health and mental illness is barely spoken about in the black community. Mm -hmm. The stigma of mental health and mental illness is so profound in our community. It really just almost straps our mouths and it, it, channels us into silence we don't speak about it so first of all being able to even say i'm going to do a documentary is one thing but second of all to actually create the documentary curate and find individuals who were also willing to share their stories Mm -hmm. in toronto on camera on camera to actually now admit listen i do have issues with my mental health and these are the struggles that I went through but this is also how I persevered and how Mm -hmm. I was able to you know take control of of the situation these things to me are so profound so it's not only that this was a a documentary this is a groundbreaking documentary and let's also say it's also an award-winning documentary Documentary. first of its kind in Canada Canada to actually start talking about and start opening up that conversation about mental health and mental illness and if you've noticed Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've noticed Stacey Ann but have you notice now there are now other films that are coming out now absolutely as a result of your groundbreaking work that are now talking about mental health mental illness in the black community i've seen documentaries come out more about the community in particular about black men for example so Mm -hmm. you've now opened the floodgates to make it safe enough for 
other filmmakers, documentary makers to now say this conversation needs to be had Mm -hmm. and we're now going to add on to what you have started. So I really, it's not about just giving you your flowers. You need to big yourself up because you've done so much for this conversation. Now, I've been a psychologist now for 15 years. And even in the midst of doing the majority of my work within the black community, I got trained in the black community. Mm -hmm. I looked for those community organizations to make sure that I was getting adequate training. And even back then, the stigma was Mm -hmm. profound. The work was not easy. And then to make sure that they had someone that they could see that looked like them was was definitely profound. So I really want you to to really take in what you have done because Mm -hmm. it is a door that needed to be open. We Mm -hmm. were shoving this under the rug. You would have people that were there were people that were having difficulty even coming to the centers that I was working at or even coming to my private practice because they did not want to be labeled as crazy. And if I'm going to go see a mental health therapist or if I'm going to go see a doctor, a psychologist, I must be crazy. Yes. There's no in between. Right. There's no in between. Is either you're sane or you're gone mad. Right. And there's no there was there's no in between. No, nothing. So I have to struggle with this. And this ends up go becoming our demise. Yes. If we really think people have gone to their graves mm-hmm. because of this. That is so powerful what you said. It's so true. I remember when we reached out to you to be the psychologist on board, and we were so grateful and thankful that you said yes. And I remember something that you said that I have adopted. You said mental illness in the black community, if I can say this, you said is a silent killer. It is. And that is such Mm -hmm. a powerful statement because it is. Mm -hmm. You took that, just what you said, people have taken that to the grave. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't talk about it. I know. So then you're creating this silence and, 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 and this whole perpetrating to the stigma, adding to the stigma, because we just feel like in our community, we just have to keep it all in. That we have an image. Of strength. Yeah. We have an image that we have to yeah. uphold. Like you said, and you even said in the documentary, what I loved, you said, and the black woman. We, we have to keep everything together. That's right. We have to keep everything together, you know? Mm-hmm. You can have the man be the, be the head of the household, but we're the neck, and you can't move the head without the, the neck. neck. Right. So there there is so much that we, we just have to make sure that we look good, our kids look good, our families look good, nobody's talking about us, nobody's gossiping about us, keep it under the rug, we talk about it at home, or we don't even address it at all. Well, we just, it's, it's, I like to say it's the big polka dot elephant sitting right there on the couch right there on the couch taking up so much space that's true and we don't even address the elephant we don't even talk to the elephant we try to move around it's uncomfortable but we try to move around the elephant yes he's sitting right there i shouldn't name him as a he but the elephant <laughs> is sitting right there right, right there no, in the dead right. spot and 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 the dead spot right there nobody is we don't address it absolutely absolutely so it took your vision that was given to you by God for you to bring this to fruition. Natasha, can we can we talk about when God gives you a vision? <laughs> and I want the audience to know something about when God gives you a vision. First of all, he is going to provide you with the tools and the people that is necessary to execute this Amen. vision. Amen. So never, ever doubt that. But you see, when God tells you to get up, <laughs> 
He will do everything to make you uncomfortable. You'll be eating your oxtail and the oxtail tastes like... <laughs> tastes like i can't solve it you know i am telling you it doesn't even taste right yeah I you're you. sleeping your skin is biting you because you have to get up he's saying you need, need to, to get it's up so true you're like i'm gonna waste my time and go on social media and everything that you're seeing every meme, every right. post it is telling you right. he's talking to you right. it's just like he will make you uncomfortable till you have no choice mm. but to do what he tells you to do but you also have to be in the space to receive because god doesn't ah. use God doesn't necessarily use a vessel that is unwanted or doesn't want to be used, right? Ah. We have to be in a space where we feel that, you know, that we, we have that calling. Something is sort of not nagging at us, mm-hmm. but we also have to be willing to receive because a lot of people will hear the voice, hear the sound, hear the calling and won't answer it because ah. it's like, it's not, it's not God. I don't care. I'm going to do my own thing. Cause remember we are beings of free will. Mm-hmm. And if God says do this, but we're like, eh, whatever, yeah. God is like, okay, right? You don't want to do it. But we also have to be willing and open to listen and to receive what God is telling True. us as well. So yeah, your skin is itching you, whatever, whatever. But you also had to know that that was God versus my skin's just itching me yes. or the oxtail tastes bad today. Yeah. You have to know, you have to know I that, you know, know. know that it's God that's really telling yes. you, get your backside up. Mm-hmm. There's things I need you to do, my child. There's things that I'm channeling through you. There's gifts and talents. I need you to manifest in in the present get up and go Absolutely. and he will make you uncomfortable he makes you so uncomfortable until he's like now you're walking the path that i've set for you mm-hmm. here is all the provision you need because i'm certain and i believe i've heard you speak about this about where was the money coming from how was this going to happen i've never done a documentary I've never, before i've never directed a documentary i reached out to a director to do it i wasn't gonna do it exactly you know so you had to get way out of your comfort zone and remember it. god will give you gifts and talents and sometimes even act and stuff that people will look at your resume and like, but how does Stacey Ann do this? She don't deserve this or whatever. But favor ain't fair. I'll tell you that. I love that. I remember when you say that. Favor favor ain't fair. Yes, yes. So, you know, that's how it works. I remember doing an interview and a guy said to me, how did you manage to do this so fast? And I'm sitting on a film here for seven years. Mm. haven't moved. How did you do this? And I just said, God, God, straight facts, God, straight facts. When I when I look at it, when I looked at how the director that I reached out to to direct this film and he said to me, you know, you know, the black community does not support the black community. So why not do a film that's focused on mental illness around every different culture? Because we live in Toronto. This is the melting pot. And let me tell you how the black community came out and supported I'm talking about from the food that was provided on mm. set, from from the from the 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 stylist, the makeup artist, the hair, just just everything, the T-shirts, because you know we we had T-shirts that were that were out there, and and they had to change the stigma. Even coming up with a hashtag for the film <laughs> and creating merchandise for the film. Right, Where right. did I get this from? Exactly. Favorite, I remember, I remember seeing a vision that I'm gonna have this documentary, and it's gonna be. And an old school theater with the marquee at top. My name is going to be there and the lights. And I'm like, God, how was all of this possible? How was all of this possible? But you had to be open to take those steps and say, I don't see the whole staircase, but I'm going to take a step and God is going to show me the rest. That's exactly how it is. by faith and not Not by by sight. sight. Amen. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Natasha, when you look at the film and, and since the film came out, yeah. How has things 
ch- not changed for you. I'll say, how has things like opened up? Like how? Yeah. How has the reaction been? Oh my gosh. Um, the reaction. You know what? A lot of times. One thing will turn into a domino effect when I'll turn into another. So because of the blind stigma, for example, I myself had more exposure. So I've been working in the community for quite some time, but now it's like, here's the media stuff now. You were doing your stuff, you know, behind the scenes at your clinic or whatever. Bam. Now you are now up up front and center now your name is known yes. and it was from there we noticed for example just an increase in um in referrals to to my clinic um people looking for black therapists and the thing is is that i mean i'm only one mm-hmm. but i had to i then built a roster of other therapists now my clinic is is um, um multi-ethnic multilingual so it's not only black therapists but i also made sure i sought out competent black therapists because that's where the need was and they're wanting yes. to look at they wanted therapists that look like them so we noticed exponential um, growth in our clinic to the point where initially I was in private practice. I had another clinician with me and we were sharing office space. We shared office space for like 10 years mm-hmm. and we're like, we're sharing office space. We were like-minded. Um, you know, we, 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 we think on the same lines clinically. Why don't we just amalgamate everything, put everything together and open up a clinic? Yes. And that's what we did. So in 2018, uh, we moved locations. We moved just down the street from where we were uh, at Young and Eglinton. Yeah. And we opened up Allied Psychological Services. So we put our wow. services together. We have a larger roster, again, multi-ethnic, multilingual. And it's just been growing exponentially and it continues to grow. So now I'm also, you know, I have practicum students. I, I supervise. So from a professional standpoint, it has blown up. Now also, because of the documentary, mm-hmm. it also helped me to amplify my speaking career, which yes. was also interesting because I was speaking in the community for years on end anyhow, but to now the space where I'm like, okay, no, this is actually a business. Yes. Um, so it's now I've been, you know, in speaking engagements, different organizations, um, corporate as well. So that, that has also been booming and continues to boom because the name is out there now, right? Yes. So from that standpoint, it's been it's been unreal. And then, you know, from a personal standpoint, I had some backflips along the way. I got divorced. <laughs> um, I'm now in a new relationship. So, yes. you know, just all of these, again, you, you, we were just saying even beforehand, you know, it's about six, seven years since this documentary. But yeah. imagine how lives, how our lives have changed, changed professionally and personally. So it's been it's been an amazing journey so far. And it just keeps on going because it's like the little engine that could like it just keeps, oh, I'm it loving keeps this. on going. And I'm just going to put it out there in the universe just because I see a sequel, you know, coming up. There's going to be another I, there's going to be another put, documentary. Put it out there because like I, I'm working behind the scenes right. put it out there the, let me I, tell you I think this is not the only documentary there's going to be a sequel to this no, because, because like I God told me Stacey and you are not just a filmmaker you a you are a documentary filmmaker all right so all right. underline that career exactly. documentary and I so feel like that is my forte I do and, see it I see it uh, so thank you because your visions I love your visions right? when we see things and they, they must come to pass so. right amen um, so now Stacey and my question to you you now is the same thing like I mean this was your baby from inception Mm -hmm. 
where are you? How has things changed for you since oh, this documentary? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Dr. Natasha, just incredible. Here, here is somebody that that was the the actress that wanted to be super famous, like Halle Berry, because we shared the same birthday. Yeah. And I, okay, I'm gonna start off by saying I remember when I had an interview on G98. I love G98 FM. I love mm. them because they pushed my career. They saw something and they're like, "We're running with this." Yes. And remember, we had an interview together. Yes, we did. I remember. Um, and so, and oh my gosh, so. Such an amazing radio station. Yes, yes. When, so my, I was on G98 with Fitzroy Gordon. I yes, love him. God bless his rest soul. Rest in, in peace. Power King. Right. Um, we, so there was an interview. My dad heard the, the ad that, you know, Stacey and Buchanan filmmaker is going to be on the G98. And my dad called me and he's like, you know, my daughter, I'm driving and I hear that you're going to be on G98. And look at this. Look at, oh, how everything is working out for you. Remember, you wanted to be an actress and you wanted to be on TV. But now look at this. You're, you're a mental health advocate, filmmaker, and you're getting everything that you wanted, just a different title. Right. The community bestowed, and I felt so honored, the title of mental health advocate on me. I didn't even know what it was. Mm. And I started doing my research and, I, and I've been doing lots of talks, keynotes, presentations, going to high school, elementary school, churches, corporate, just everywhere talking about mental health. I even went to the Caribbean yes. with that and 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 um work-wise too, you know, like flown down, paid work-wise to talk about mental health in Jamaica and that was so That's powerful profound. for me, profound because I'm going back to my homeland and I'm talking about mental health, something that is so stigmatized. Oh my gosh. Then I had a TED talk. I did my first TED talk. Um, I kept on. I kept on going, going forward with this. I'm. I think I'm losing track of time or losing track of what happened. But so many things happened, and my work keeps on expanding and getting bigger and bigger. And when we look at 2020 and and the pandemic that hit, and 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 also the biggest civil rights movement mm -hmm. ever with Black Lives Matter, I realized that my work needed to really dig deeper as an advocate. So I started looking into intergenerational trauma and decolonizing mental health Amen. and orchestrating safe spaces for black voices to be heard right. and for our narratives and to claim, take back our narratives. That is so important to me and I want our voices to be heard. And let me tell you something, part two of this film because I've, 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 I don't want to say secretly. I am putting it out there in the universe. Mm. It's just going to be revolutionary because I'm not holding back. I think the first film really it, set it's the stage. Set the stage. It set the stage. Set the stage. That I, that that's the first You're, word that came to me because I think what it did is it set the foundation. So yes. now the foundation is now laid. Yes. And then think about it. You were talking about change the stigma, change the narrative, the safe spaces. And now in this pandemic, 2020, 2021, we're still in this pandemic. But now it's time to address these things, like what you mentioned: transgenerational trauma, racial trauma anti-black racism all of these things that create these institutions where mm -hmm. our mental health is not being addressed is not being you know held it's not being you know there's just so many things that it's that it's that it's not we're not being cared for exactly. we're in these institutions that want to tear us down and destroy us 
from not only a physical perspective, but from a mental health perspective. Exactly. The, the, the next part of this documentary is going to build upon the foundation which you already laid. And you think yes. about it, that's the way God works. God always works in ways that we don't understand. So who knew that, for example, six, you know, five, six years ago that you would lay this foundation to then now we're in this pandemic where we do need these safe spaces to mm-hmm. thoroughly talk about how our mental health is being significantly oh impacted. And, and as you talk about the pandemic, let me tell you something. I remember when the film came out, we went to a distribution company to get this film distributed. And they offered me a deal that wasn't up my alley. I, I would have to give so much of my title away and so much of my intellectual property away. Yes, yes. And I, I remember thinking to myself, man, on one end, this would really promote the film mm-hmm. and really bring it to great heights. But on the other end, I'm losing so much of my hard work. And I, I remember I couldn't sleep this decision. I had to make a decision. I had about 48 hours to make this decision. And I went to my dad and I was just like, Daddy, I don't know which decision to make. Can you help me? And my dad said, no, because he's just like, I don't want to be responsible for you making major life major life decision i don't want to be responsible for that and i said Mm -hmm. well tell me what to do daddy just tell me you guys know my relationship (laughs) with my dad like i'm always whining (laughs) and my dad said which decision will make you sleep better at night ah no and i turned that down here comes 2020 what did the film get a distribution deal you see because i kept on doing event a lot i mean i kept on doing a lot of interviews you know on on so many so many media channels across across toronto across canada you name it and even since the film came out like my career just boom like i just became the speaker and i was just on every channel just talking talking and so when i saw how that happened the film came out in 20 15 and in 2020 it got a distribution deal dc look at how god worked exactly because god knew patient god knew where that dis- that distribution deal was going exactly. to be coming out but also needed you to make the right decision and and remember if you are a vessel for for god yes god will give you wisdom and discernment so yes. he knew once you decided that you know what my focus is on you god guide me the minute you started feeling uncomfortable, that was a sign. That was a sign. That was a sign. Absolutely. And I'm so glad I I, I just so listened. So distribution deal in 2020. Yes. Huh? I didn't see? tell you. No. Yes. That is amazing. Yes. And it was oh just like, gosh. I was just like, wow, because the person saw me on City TV. Oh, I see. Saw me on okay. City TV talking about the film. Okay. And so this was, this was just like. The, and, and it's a proper distribution deal, I'm pretty certain, yes, right? Yes, Where yes. you're not giving up a lot no, of your soul. No, that was you important see? to me. I own everything. Yes, that's it's, it. It's still mine. That's like it. I'm, I'm this. This is my baby. I'm not. I'm not. I work so hard at this, and I want people to know when you're when you're in the work of advocacy, you know, there. I'm not. I'm not a person. You can't buy me. That's right. You know, that's because right. when I'm doing God's work and I'm doing the work for my community. It's not being bought because so many times you can you can you can sell out on your work and then it doesn't become yours anymore. Exactly. And my work is always with my advocacy work. My prime the primary part of my advocacy work is to create safe spaces for black voices Absolutely. to be heard and to be amplified. That's really, really important. Well, we've been muted for way too long. Way right? too long. And then and then our, our voices have never really seemed to have value, right? 
right? Because especially when we're in this system that makes us believe that our voices are not valued, are not are not appropriate, are not seen as ideal, are seen as less than, yeah. right? We then have almost feel that we have to cower in the shadows, right? Yes. Because our voices are not, you know, are not to the white aesthetic and or to the have, white and ideal. And we have people talking for us. Thank you. We can even voice her. We of we we not. had studies and 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 research doing for us without our consent exactly. or without our narrative using, or our using right narrative. Us as like guinea pigs. Exactly. Right. So it is now the time. This is now the time where we're like enough is enough. enough. You no longer are muting us. We have our voice, and our mm-hmm. voice needs to be amplified. Yes. And you know, and making sure that it's put on a on a large scale level, so that listen, our community, we have a voice. Yes, we have a voice and our voice, our voice is powerful and our voice has always been powerful. But that's why you try to mute us Mm -hmm. because you are afraid. You are afraid of the power that we naturally exuded. And this is why, for example, a lot of times what I will talk about is thriving is our birthright, not just surviving. Yes. Thriving has always been our birthright. And this is where we always talk about. Look at our history. That is why you've been always trying to mute us because our history shows how powerful we truly are as a Amen. community Amen. but because you guys know shivers. that history because you guys know that history and you're afraid of that history mm-hmm. there's this system that you've and created you try to, to rewrite try to that history. right exactly or you try to obliterate that history and not inform our generations of that history mm-hmm. so that is a, a form of of, manip- of mind manipulation and brainwashing to show us that listen Give we're going to give you some crumbs and you should be happy with those crumbs. When we're not about crumbs, we're about the whole cake. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So this is why once you the know the whole cake once, and the recipe, everything. Right. Once we know who we are mm-hmm. and amplify that, the power that we have in the community is undeniable. But they Amen. do. But we we need we need these spaces. We exactly. need these spaces to say, listen. No longer are we going to accept mediocrity. Exactly. Let us lift our voices, exactly. right? So I'm I'm so excited. I I cannot wait for the sequel because oh, it is coming. My gosh. Do, I, do I feel like there's pressure on me? No, like, there's no pressure. It, there is a. It's already a, done. It's a, it's already done in the spirit realm. Amen. It is already done. Yes. It just has to manifest in the physical. So, right. and our timing is our timing can be a little different from what we think, but from what God thinks. But God already has it done oh. right so all oh. it needs to do is to manifest in the physical so let's I'm and, I'm, put, and i'm feeling that uncomfortableness i will tell right. you that I'll, which means mark my words i would say within the next two to three years Ooh. that this this the sequel to this documentary is going to happen and it is going to be next level that is what i oh, see oh it is it is a thank you thank you um dr natasha where are you now? Man, where Ooh. am I now? I know. Um, right now, I would say that I'm in a amazing place. Because even, I mean, I've seen clips of the documentary. I haven't seen it in a little while in terms of where I was at back then versus where I'm at now. I'm a whole other woman. Whoa. I'm a whole other woman. And it's because... I knew that I was doing God's work back then, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I thoroughly understood or harnessed 
the power that God or the gifts and talents that God had had been uh, putting through me. And it's only I'm only really manifesting that now because I'm truly walking in my power and walking in the gifts and talents that God has given me. I heal. And I have to claim that. Mm -hmm. Right. I have been trained and God has given me gifts and talents to heal from a mental health perspective. And now I'm walking in my healing. Um, I'm walking in that healing power. So that to me has been so profound. So that's where I'm at now. The clinic is huge. The speaking engagements across the world. And I'm going to be continuing that. that, that, I mean, God has put that in my spirit, that it is an exponential growth that's going to be happening. Um, So I'm I'm so excited to see where God is going to continue taking me versus from where I was back then. And I thought I was doing pretty good back then already. And then God's like, no, my child... Yeah, you know the same the same drawing. Yeah, the, the same little house yeah, the versus little, what God's plan is. <laughs> Big God's plan is like, um, my child, you ain't seen nothing yet. yet. Keep on walking and abiding by me and making sure that you you're keeping me at the focus, at Amen. the head. And where I'll take you, your your brain can't even imagine. So oh. that's where I'm at now. I'm but getting what, so much shivers. But what about through. you, Stacey? I'm like like oh. where where are you at now? Like where do you what's going on now? Oh my gosh. Um so much right. i'm in a i'm in a beautiful space a beautiful space i'm in a safe space i'm in a space where i'm ready to continue to do the work mm. that god wants me to do i'm in a space where i'm learning more about my healing mm. more and more and more so as i do my research on 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 mental health in the black community and the roots and uprooting the roots i'm learning more and i'm healing as we go and i thought i was walking (laughs) in my purpose you know and and going through a healing process and and realizing how big the plans that god has for me i still haven't seen all the plans but I realized that I I was crawling in my purpose. Oh my oh lord. And now Jeez, and now I'm and now I'm 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 that, getting up because it's it's huge. We oh we God. we are born we're great. Yes. Greatness is in us. It lies within us. We are superstars. We are great. And I don't mean superstars in the flashy movie title. I just mean superstars within ourselves, you know? And and yeah, I'm in a I'm in a really great space and I'm also learning to listen mm. to really to really listen take 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 some time and to really listen to god and to move when god says so i mean I've, i felt like i've always done that but it's but also it's like level. yeah it's a next level of like okay god i'm listening i'm taking the notes and i'm, I'm making the calculated steps right. that you have set for me that's right and and just just continuing just continuing to do the work mm-hmm. you know when you get up and you're doing god's work every day it feels so good it's very true when you very when you've taken true. the chance to to know you're taking the steps to heal and we all know healing isn't pretty we all know that mm-hmm. and you're healing and you're going through your process and and you're and you're able to differentiate between your traumas misleading you and your intuition guiding you it's on a whole nother level mm-hmm you know, and it's and I I'm I'm just a woman that that right now and at this moment in the safe, beautiful, wonderful space that I'm at, I find myself craving nothing but inner peace. Mm. Because that is the key to success. That's I used to think it's the flashy cars and the big house and all of this mm-hmm. stuff, and it comes with and you have problems. 
No, when when even if problems come, because God never said no weapon is no weapon form against you shall shall prosper, right? And even if any weapons form, you have that mechanism in your brain, you're trained. God has healed you so much that you can still sit there and have this peace. That's right. Knowing everything is going to work out. Surrendering to God. And why am I fighting these earth, earthly battles? For what? That's it. When God already That's told me I'm a winner. Thank you. Told me everything I'm going to overcome. Thank you. You know? Yes. And we've had conversations and, and I thank you so much for encouraging me and feeding into my spirit. That's the, that's the beauty of... My growth is, is, oh my gosh, I crave enriching conversations. Mm -hmm. I crave conversations where my soul is fed. I get off the phone or, I, or the conversations ended and I just feel so good. I grew from that conversation. Absolutely. And since we started this podcast, which is another part of where I'm at, the podcast. Right. And and we have our talks on on and off the um, the microphone. It's just been so beautiful so i just want to thank you for just being such an incredible sister an incredible queen and for always feeding my soul oh, you're and and thank and, you. and and letting me you know and sometimes reminding me stacy and fixing my crown for me <laughs> yes. fixing my crown thank you because covid crooked my crown right. let, let's 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 be, <laughs> let's be honest when covid hit right? you know and and i thank oh, you when i come God. in the studio and sometimes my, my my crown has never fell you know, my crown is crooked or it's falling off. You, 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 you fixed it for me and, and placed it. Back. And the thing so is, thank I, you. Oh my God, you're so welcome. And I, I appreciate hearing that because I think what we have to do as sisters is fix each other's crown. Yes. It's not about competition or you know, Tifu next crown or whatever the case may be. <laughs> yes. Literally, it's you know what, sis, I see yours is tilting or whatever. Here, let me just push it back up for you. And the thing is, is that you also know that the, you would do the same for me. Absolutely. So it's you know, it's it's a no brainer you know to me anyway i know we've been having this amazing conversation yes. and i know that we we want to really just get a sense from yes. from both of us but yeah. i want to hear from you in terms of what do you think we need to do to change the stigma we've been talking about oh, it but yes. what do we what do you think we need to do to change it continue to talk 100 we have to we just have to keep the conversation keep talking and when somebody is talking you don't silence that person mm. open up we have to create these safe spaces and i always said that the safe space starts within us so if someone comes to me and they want to share something with me that I know is, is private and intimate and something that they're going through, then I want to make sure that I am that safe space, mm -hmm. you know, because I remember when I was going through my depression and I was struggling with my, my suicidal ideation, all I wanted was for someone to listen to me. I didn't want any feedback, advice or judgment. I just wanted you to listen. That's it. And, and sometimes that's all someone needs is just for you to listen to them and void of judgment, mm -hmm. you know? And I, and I think if we continue to share our stories, which our stories are so powerful and our stories can change and save lives, of I'm course. telling you, because we seem to think that we're all alone and we're not. But if we continue to create these, these safe spaces mm -hmm. and, and allowing ourselves to have these conversations, you know, just we, we are changing the stigma because we've been silenced for too long right. and it's time for us to just keep on speaking i agree speaking with you out, i so. agree with you it's i mean i i feel the exact same way i find that way too long in the community we've been not only silenced but literally we take this whole if we look at the metaphor of mental health as like in sort of like the the pink elephant polka dots all of that kind of thing <laughs> we we lime leave green it, lime blood. <laughs> 
<laughs> pink and lime green. <laughs> but we literally, we take that elephant. Yes. Right? And either we push it under a rug, try to put the rug over it. You can still see it under the rug. Exactly. You can still see it. Yes. But if I cover it up enough under the rug, then, you know, it, it, it would be fine. And if worse comes to worse, if it can't real fit under the rug, then I'm going to, you know, push it. Push it, push it, push it, and try to close the closet mm-hmm. door, put the lock. But you could still see through the gaps of the door, yeah. the pink and, and whatever lime elephant, green. lime yes. green elephant is yes. still seeping through the cracks, yes. right? Our problem, our issue is, is that we thoroughly believe that there's something adamantly wrong with speaking mm-hmm. because we've not felt safe. The, and when yes. you say curate those safe spaces, I think when you mention that people come to you, you have created an aura around you that emanates safety. Mm-hmm. And it's either because you've spoken and people will say, well, if she can speak about it, I can actually go to her and not feel judged. Yeah. So you are now a walking safe space for others. Yes. But also looking at this, make sure you protect your space as people are understanding that you are a safe space. Because even in the midst of this, as an advocate, we're doing our own healing as well. Mm-hmm. As a psychologist, I still see a therapist. Absolutely. Because I need to make sure that my aura, my space, that I'm grounded and centered. Because Same a lot here. of time, hurt people will hurt, hurt people. people. Right. So we also have to make sure that we curate our own safe spaces, but understand that people will see you and they're like, Stacy Ann is someone that is safe. I will not be judged. I know that I can sit and whatever I want to speak of or speak to, it is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the most important thing. And we need more of those in the black community. But I think with the increase in conversation, as you've mentioned, what it does, it widens the periphery of the safe space. Amen. Right. Yes. So that means I can go into the barber shop, say that I'm depressed and know that the other barbers aren't going to sit there and say, well, you're Marawa, yes. we're all wrong with you. Yes. You know, just just shake up your head and just go along, you know, go get laid, whatever, whatever yeah. they say <laughs> in the barbershops, right? But at the end of the day, they can go in, they can say, you know, I'm not feeling well. I'm actually, you know, really, you know, feeling out of sorts. I'm feeling hopeless. Mm-hmm. And they can go into that barbershop. They can go into that beauty salon. They can go into that restaurant. They can go into that, that whatever, whatever yeah. space that we have as black individuals and say it is okay. okay. Yes. But we do need to talk. We do. We, we do. Amen. Absolutely. So I, I agree with you. I think that's going to be the way that the stigma is going to be changed. Yes. I think it's time to ask that fun question. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. The one word. Yeah. I didn't even think about it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to oh. g- give the give the preface of what the fun what the okay, fun so question. The fun question. So this started. I went to work one day and I went to the water cooler and I saw that there was a sign that says take one thing for your mental health. So it had it had um, a list of words. And so what it is, it's like, you know, back in the day, people used to put up, oh, my babysitter, call me. And then they have their number in little strips and you could just rip it off. So it was like that, but with different words. And so you're supposed to take one word. So I've incorporated into the podcast where I asked the guest and, you know, now we are the guest. What is one word that you would say describes your overall overall mental health journey? Did. 
<laughs> I know, I know. I, I've had I've had trouble thinking of one word, but I revolutionary. Ooh, That's a, yes. That is the first thing that has yes. come to mind for me. And the reason I say revolutionary is because part of a revolution is evolving. Yes. And I could see for, for myself, but not only for myself, but for the black community, how we have evolved yes. over the years to increase the the capacity to have these conversations. Yes. Um, the increase in capacity for myself to um, open up myself so mm-hmm. that I can be that healer too many. Oh, um, so it. we have to, re- we, we, it's a revolution that's going on. And in yeah. that revolution, there's evolving, there's change, there's, there's uncomfort, discomfort, being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in that discomfort where you notice miraculous change and propelling forward. So revolutionary. Wow, I love it. For me, my word is, I don't know if it's one word, but it's a hyphenated word, but it's inner peace. Mm. Because I I realized all throughout um, my mental health journey is, is, is filled with a lot of chaos for me. And a lot of times I'm trying to, in the growth stages, trying to, when, when things are just happening, the baby steps, trying to understand or just try to figure out what is happening with me and then having all of this chaos and then struggling with the anxiety and the depression at the same time and the suicidal ideations and just everything. And now I'm, as I've grown, not just as a mental health advocate, but, but as, as a woman and I've grown, I realize that inner peace really centers me. Mm. It is, it is what I crave. And, 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 you know, somebody who still struggles with anxiety and to have a mind that never shuts up and, and, and to struggle with the thoughts of the what if thoughts. And it's, and sometimes it's not the good what ifs, you know, so what if you fail? So what if you do this? What if they laugh? And so to struggle with that, I knowing that I can silence that Mm. and be at a place where I've, I've, I've worked with my body, get to know my body and, and be at a space where I can, I can, I can train my body to just say you know what and and my thoughts to to just be at a place where it's just inner peace mm-hmm. inner peace and not trying to be trying to just like solve everything just do everything right now everything needs to be done you know just just just, just let it be. go like just just be just be stacy and just be oh my god yeah stacy and thank you dr natasha thank you oh my goodness I enjoy our conversations and I'm so glad that our audience was able to, you know, get a little bit of a sneak peek of our conversations and and get to know a little bit more about us. Right. Because it's great to host. But I think a lot of times, you know, people want to know a little bit more about us. So it's, uh, you know, I I thoroughly enjoy our conversation, sister. Same here. So until next time. Right. Take care. reached the end of another episode of the Blind Stigma podcast with your hosts Stacey Ann Buchanan and Dr. Natasha Williams. Thank you for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener and you like the show, then please subscribe, rate, and review us on all the major podcast platforms. Don't forget to connect with us on social media at The Blind Stigma and join the conversation. Find out more about each guest and help us to change the stigma while taking back our narratives. This podcast is produced by What's Up Toronto and Stacey Ann Buchanan Productions.